Good morning, everyone, and welcome to WNHE's newest local community program, New Haven Newsmakers, underwritten by Rack and Helen's Bar and Grill. Now meet your host, Mayor Steve McMichael. Welcome to New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve. Today I'm joined by Council President Craig Dowler. Craig, welcome to New Haven Newsmakers. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you taking time out. Uh, full disclosure, we're actually at Alani, a Disney resort. But it is raining right now, so I thought this was a good time. But we're looking out from the 16th floor over the Pacific Ocean and beautiful Alani Resort. So pretty bad, pretty bad views. But it is a rough day in Hawaii. Rough day, it, yeah. It is a slight, uh, slight mist out there, a little bit of rain. Thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you joining us here on New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve. I have been friends a long time, and the whole idea of New Haven Newsmakers is that we talk about the people behind the news. It's not confrontational, it's conversational, is our tagline. And one of the things we really like to do is just kind of a little bit of background about yourself. You and I kind of grew up close to the same neighborhood. Southeast Fort Wayne, Village Woods. And uh, I grew up in Continental Park, right by the library at Paulding and Hess Castle. So I know one of your claims to fame that you told me about is a home run record at Village League. I'm not sure how many years it stood, but I think it was over 10 years. People have told me 17, 20 some, but at least a couple of years. What got you involved in baseball when you were a kid? Well, when we grew up, we didn't have video games. We didn't have anything else. We had a baseball glove and a ball and a bat. And all we did was play baseball in the summer and ride our bikes. And in the winter, we didn't do much of anything outside, but it's a little different back then. It was a simpler time. And I understand why some people want to kind of gloss back the days of the 70s yeah. and 80s when things were simpler. Oh, it's amazing, especially on Facebook. I have some friends that played baseball same time I did. They're talking about, oh, I remember that day I struck you out. It's like, okay, <laughs> good for you. So you were basically a legend of Village Woods. Uh, I don't know Literally. about legend. I think what happened is my birthday was in September. So all of my classmates were like a year behind. So it's like I had an extra year on everybody. And I was already six foot tall when I was 12. So Well, that was going to be one of my questions. <laughs> You're tall now. For yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. Were you tall when you were young? I, I was taller than the coach. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure if that makes a well, big difference batting. but Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does. But your strike zone is bigger. Strike also. zone's bigger. So yep. it does make a difference in that. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your family, you and your wife, Jane, mm -hmm. or your son, Danny. Right. And daughter-in-law, Taylor. Right. All live in New Haven as well. That's right. Jane and I got married in 1987, same year as you and Jude. Right. And by the same pastor. In the same church. Right. Lutheran. Yeah. And uh, Danny is 30 two years old now and they live here in new haven they've lived here for five or six years and love it i said jade and i've lived in the same house for 37 years so. i think it's funny too many years on new year's eve jude and i will be at your house right with you and jane and others and our kids will be together at uh, danny and taylor's house right, exactly know, so. well let's talk a little bit about new haven print new haven print yep. is i'm always fascinated by local companies who serve nationally and internationally. You've got clients literally all over the world. We do. From your kind of nondescript building on, on, yeah. on US 30, on State Road 930. Right. Yeah, we started out as a quick printer back in the 90s. People would come in and give you a sheet of paper and you'd make what was called a paper plate then run it on the press. And then digital press was kind of took over. But... A lot of my friends were involved in the advertising industry. 
So in the 90s, I was really involved with the Advertising Federation and ad agencies, and we built our equipment, our business for ad agencies to do the high quality work and just kind of kept growing from there. And we have a not that anybody cares, but it's a five-color press with an aqueous coder that we can do high-quality, longer-run jobs on. And we have a couple digital color presses that do the highest-quality digital work available. And I know you're very humble, but the fact of the matter is, again, out of that nondescript building on State Road 930, you serve clients literally throughout the country and throughout the world. Yeah. Our main focus over the last couple of years, right before COVID hit, is to build storefronts for our customers. So we build storefronts for dealer networks and their distributors all over the country and all over the world order printing. Now, when you talk about storefronts, what digital storefronts? Right. Basically uh, their own website with just their materials on it. And they can personalize the pieces, place the orders, pay for it. it comes directly to us. We just ship it back a couple of days. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. The quality of product that you put out and also the level of service that you have Lots of great employees there, we do. including many that live in New Haven that are, uh, yep. are great people. I don't want to start men mentioning names <laughs> because there's uh, you always forget somebody. Yeah. But two in particular that do a lot in the community are Stacey McDaniel and Adam Gaddy. I, both those individuals who's fine New Haven residents who do a lot in the community. They're both good people. And because of their background and what they've done for the community, when it came time to hire somebody, they were top of the list. So they worked out real well. Well, and again, I don't want to exclude anybody. I know you have other New Haven residents that are great people as well. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Kate Cobb is also a right. CSR and she yeah. is in New Haven also. There isn't anybody else on staff that lives in New Haven right now. We have a couple out of Woodburn, but they're all close. So I, I know you're a privately held company and certainly you don't have to answer this, but the type of hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, right? It's in between two and a half and three million a year. Wow. See, that even surprises me. And again, yeah. that's one of the things I love about my job and about this show is getting to talk with area business leaders about what they do, because we drive past right. these buildings every day. Right. And I don't think we understand or fully comprehend the impact these have on our community. Yeah, we out of boxes out of New Haven every day. I mean, our targeted goal is taking in $15,000 worth of work a day. Well, let's talk about one of those frustrations too. You ship a lot out in New Haven every day, yeah. but you're one of those businesses that unfortunately has a Fort Wayne address. So right. <laughs> New Haven print, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah. Uh, we're two miles inside of the New Haven border, but we have a Fort Wayne address. And I know Steve has worked on it. Our state representatives worked on it and post office won't budge. Well, we actually have had Congressman Banks's office work on it. He uh -huh. still can't get the right. They say it takes an act of Congress. We've had our congressman yeah. on our behalf, and we still can't get it's, that area changed. It's sad the New Haven Community Center is in Fort Wayne address, right. but it's in the city of New Haven. Right. So it, whenever I go to a printing conference, I saw, sir, I see your uh, signature says Fort Wayne. I said, yeah, Fort Wayne, but we're in New Haven. So Yeah, it is a little frustrating. We have some new businesses coming along along State Road 930, mm -hmm. you know, in New Haven, but with that Fort Wayne address, we've, right. we've tried to get that taken care of and we just yeah. got a hard no. And the last time it was, you've already asked three times, Mayor, <laughs> yeah. stop asking. Yeah, it's, it's not worth fighting anymore. Well, we kind of came to that conclusion. And our best description, when they ask where we are, we just say across the street from McDonald's in New Haven. Well, same thing with our community center. Right, you know, behind you, McDonald's. You, you no doubt have given people the address and it takes them on the other side of 469 if yep. they type in New Haven. So we, that's one of the things that's a little frustrating, but I like to think of it as unique about our community. The fact that we're in two different school districts, everybody seems to forget that a portion of our city 
the St. Joe Township portion does go to Snyder. Right. Mostly Bulldogs, but there are some Panthers as well. We're in three yeah. different townships. Yep. We're in St. Joe Township, Jefferson Township, and Adams Township. Right. And lots of unique characters about the city right. and Haven. Some of the things that makes it great. Same way with our water and sewer system. <laughs> that's a combination all over the place. That goes, yeah. And that's something we've been working on, trying to straighten that out so that New Haven residents are served by New Haven water and right. sewer. Right. At least both by the same. Let's talk a little bit about, and again, I know you're very humble, but New Haven Print and you do a lot of things for the New Haven community. You donate. We try. Donate a lot of services. You never want anything in return. I, I just think that that speaks so well of New Haven Print and so many other New Haven businesses and New Haven people. Yeah. It's not just us. A lot of New Haven businesses give back. And we try to target, you know, our give backs mostly to New Haven related things, uh, you know, like the community foundations. That's a, you know, you and I and Charlie started that, what, 10 years ago. I made a commitment then that community foundation wasn't going to pay for any printing. So, and they never have. And it's all high quality printing too. Well, of course. It's not just running it off the no. mimeograph. No, 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 no. my age. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I've seen stuff that you put out of your print shop and it, it is second. It is absolutely second to none. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about the New Haven Community Foundation. Um, yep. I think that when my time is done, I think that'll be one of my proudest achievements is being yeah. being part of the founding of that with you and Charlie Hatton back in 2013. Yeah. Done great things for the community already. We've done great things. We have some great people on the board now. Yeah. And the future looks bright. And like we always said in the beginning, this is going to outlive us. We have endowed scholarships that are going to go on long after we're gone. And that's the point of all this. Well, as we discussed at the time and before this was set up, you know, it's just absolutely amazing that the community was 150 plus years old and right. wasn't a philanthropic arm of the community that's, that is there an endowment about the future of the community. And there's so many people that want to give. She wishes to remain anonymous, but we have, we have a descendant of the Schnellpers. Right. Doesn't live in New Haven anymore. That right. has contributed tens of thousands of dollars to the uh, Over a hundred thousand. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, there are, there are definitely people out there do want to give that love the community and want to see it prosper. Yeah. That, that donor we talked to four or five years ago and it's like she wanted to set up some kind of an endowment. And then I suggested, well, why don't we do something while you're alive so you can see it happen? And she loved the idea and she's all about the history of New Haven. You know, there's going to be some fun things coming this summer that she's paying for. So, yeah, I talked a little bit about this at the state of the city a month or so ago about the Broadway corridor mm -hmm. and the story of New Haven. The amazing, it's something the New Haven community is going to be proud of as it tells our story. Right. And the paintings in, is being done by a New Haven Kim Linker person. So, right. uh, yeah, Kim also did the most of the murals downtown and did, I think three or four of the Bulldogs, at least some super detailed ones and she's great. So it, it's going to be fun. Well, you make the point as I do as well. There's so many great people in New Haven. One of the things that was set up under the previous mayor, Terry McDonald, was the Bill Fritcher Memorial Award. You are an award winner of that. Yeah. Very, very well deserved. It's been seven, eight years probably since. Yeah, I think it was, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a little while. Yeah, at least five years. What a great honor. It was. I, I was extremely surprised. I had no clue 
up to that date. So, well, I can't imagine there's a whole lot of people more worried than, than yeah. this year's recipient, John Stoffer, is certainly in that category as well. Exactly. John is always the first to step up when, when help is needed. Yep. At the city, at the fire department. Yeah. And for years ran the Canal Day organization. Right. And he still handles all our parades right. and helps the city with IT work, even if it's not part of his business. And, and again, you know, it's not one or two people in New Haven. It's, yeah. it's the fabric of the community that makes that great community. It's not the buildings. It's right. not Schnelker Park, although Schnelker Park is great. Yeah. It, it is truly the people there that make things happen. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your public service. How did okay. you get started in public service and why? Well, it's, it's kind of funny. I had graphic arts in high school, and my teacher got me a job at the Allen County Times and New Haven Printing. And that was when I was 17, I believe. And part of my job was being a photographer for the newspaper and doing the artwork and whatever. So I got involved with the government. Terry Whirling had just become mayor about a year after I started the newspaper, and he wanted to do two or three proclamations a week. So Terry and I became kind of close because I was always going down to, well, I used to be there on Green, the old fire station right. city building, uh, shooting proclamation pictures, one after another. Yeah. Uh, I got interested in government then, started serving on some committees, and finally decided, what, 15 years or so ago to... Go for counsel. You know, we have, you say Terry Rowling, and I smile because Terry Rowling is number three. We, we have kind of a small mayor's club. Uh, mm -hmm. New Haven's been around for a long time. We've only been a city since the 60s. Right. And uh, I, I have the great honor of being only the seventh mayor of right. New Haven. Uh, Terry Rowling was number three. Terry McDonald was number six. So right. we, we kind of refer to each other as three, six, and uh -huh. seven. Yeah. So if you've ever seen any posts on social media or something where I'll, I'll say something to, to six. Yeah. That's to Terry McDonald or three to Terry Rowling. Right. Right. Now, uh, the city has changed a lot. It's grown a lot since then. But, you know, I've never been the guy who just complained about things. I've always wanted to pitch in. And at least if I pitch in and something doesn't go the way I want, at least I had a hand in it. So, um, and I know you're the same way. So serving on city council, you've been on city council now for three terms? This is my fourth term. Fourth yeah. term, yeah. What, what's been the greatest accomplishment of being mm. a couple of accomplishments? Because they narrowed down just the one. I, I can tell you for me, my, I served one term on city council before I came mayor. Mm -hmm. The flip side of that is my hardest vote, my hardest vote, and we'll start with you on that, was to disband the city court. That was a necessity that was sad to have to do. Yeah, that, that was sad, but it was losing money. It just didn't make sense anymore. Right. And because of some political pressure from outside, not allowing cases. And any votes just kind of stick out? You know, some votes were tough, like when we had to do a, a big water and sewer rate raise. Yeah, I but was, my first year on campus, there was a 50% water increase. Yeah. But it was because it had been put off for so many right. years. And again, the utility was losing money and you can't do that and stay solvent. So... But soon after that, we pass the ordinance, do a rate study every year and increase the rates, the amount that our rates are increased for Fort Wayne. And we haven't had to do a big raise and probably never will at this point. Well, certainly as long as I'm mayor, I'm going to be encouraged right. council to follow that same course, because I think it's a lot easier with a dollar a month increase exactly. than a $10 a month increase. Exactly. So it has less of an impact and certainly keeps up with the expenses. And as everybody knows, the cost of gas, the cost of tools, the cost of everything, vehicles has gone up. A lot. Personally, so certainly for the city, those yeah. have as well. Yeah. Well, um, would you say your proudest accomplishment of your time on city council has been? Well, I think kind of along what we were talking about earlier, the community foundation was big. 
I think helping getting the city to a economically solvent state that we were actually being able to invest in roads again, that's big. I think probably the biggest things to be proud of are coming up here the next year or two. Well, let's, let's talk about the roads for a second, okay. because at my first state of the city address in, in 2020, I challenged city council to pass a municipal wheel tax and right. everybody in New Haven has paid an extra $25 That's right. on, their, on their car yeah. for that. But a hundred percent of that has gone into street repairs Yeah, and we've been able to catch up on long deferred maintenance because of that. Exactly. And um, you know, people complain about road construction, but once it's done, they love it. So. It's amazing, even this summer, how many roads are going to get repaved. It is indeed, and we're not hearing those complaints near as much anymore about right. the condition. And, you know, we certainly are getting caught up on that. But without that supplemental wheel tax, yeah, we simply wouldn't have been able to do that. I, I applaud the courage of council to passing that yep. and putting that into place. And off, I want to give my team at the event, and 100% of that has gone into road repairs for the last two years. Right. And how many streets are getting repaved this year? 20 package gets approved. There's another 66. Wow. In that package as well. And total dollar volume was at five, six million? Five million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anything else that kind of stands on your time on council? I am proud of the way council behaves. Yeah. So if you you look at national politics. Yeah, exactly. People fight and and partisan and everything else, but everybody works together towards a common goal. Doesn't mean that we always agree on everything, but it means that we agree respectfully. We don't always agree, but we discuss it out. And we end up with the decision that's best for the residents. Makes no difference party-wise. There's none of that nonsense going on. And for the most part, over the last, I'd say at least 12 years, council has pretty much been in agreement with everything. You know, as long as what is presented makes sense and we talk about it, we're good with it. There's so many fun things coming on right now that it's... So let's talk a second about the collective good of the community, because occasionally things that council passes are, are not necessarily favored by everybody in right. the community. Right. There, there might be a particular neighborhood, a particular person that doesn't like what's happened, but the job of council, the job of the administration, the job of government is collectively for the good, not necessarily for one individual. Exactly. It's hard not to listen to the loud people and they're especially loud now on social media, but, uh, you have to look at the overall picture, how it affects close to 17,000 people, not just 25 that are mad. Uh, and it, those people make a difference. I mean, you want to do what is best for them also, but sometimes what's best for them is the best for the entire community. So there is a certain percentage of people that had comfort in the past right. and they wish we're still the seventies. And like, I like to say, we're not planning for 1978, 1978 was 45, 46 years ago. That time is gone. It's not coming back. Right. We plan for 2028, 2038 and 2048, not 1978. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just a lot of people don't want growth. They want New Haven to stay the same small town as it's always been, but then other people want new restaurants, new activities, new shopping, new groceries, whatever. You can't do both. But we are also implementing this historic Broadway campaign, improve downtown and make it more of a small town feel and keep that small town feel downtown while we build around the outside to be able to afford more amenities. One of the things I'm most proud about over the last four years, now five years, it's really tough to do. And I I think we've done a pretty good job at it is growing the community while maintaining our heritage and actually mm-hmm. growing our heritage with yeah. new festivals downtown, flags yeah, flags on the light poles. I mean, right. uh, now the Boulevard of Heroes coming down Broadway. Yeah. 
I think you can grow, be respectful of our path and maintain and grow our heritage at the same time. Absolutely. And like the upcoming art project will be all about the history of New Haven. It will have QR codes built onto the pieces that you can scan and actually hear a recording of what happened back 100 years ago in New Haven. Well, let's talk about trains for a second, right? Okay. As, as I mentioned in the of the city, we're here because of trains. Exactly. And Broadway is a great example of that. There's not a lot of communities that one street tells their history. So we start at the north end. We start with the Maumee River, which was mm -hmm. re originally a pattern for Native Americans to right. move goods and services and, and transport themselves. Mm -hmm. And then in the 1830s, the Wabash and Erie Canal came in. Right. And there started to be some different mills and things like that built along there. And then the Wabash River came in in the 1850s and 1860s. You know, I, I find it fascinating. You and I did a distillery tour the other day here on Oahu, mm -hmm. and they were talking about making barrels. Right. And, and some of the first businesses that were built along the Wabash Railroad were to make stives for barrels. Yeah. You know, and they're still basically doing it the same way. The same exact way yeah. that was done 150 yeah. years ago. And then after the Wabash Railroad, the Lincoln Highway, and right. the interurban, the Fort Wayne and Lima Railroad. Huh. Uh, and then, of course, you end Broadway at our historic Snelker Park, over 100 years old now, and right. our Veterans Memorial and our gathering place. Yep. Yes. There's a lot of history in New Haven, and we're doing our best to keep that at the forefront so people don't forget. And I think, especially with the historic Broadway project, we're going to promote the history even more than we have in the past. So I think that's a great thing. Well, I think it's important that everybody has a story to tell. Oh, yeah. What, what is New Haven famous for? Well, in my mind, New Haven is famous. We're a transportation town. We were built right. and lived on transportation, and to a certain extent, we still do. Yeah. You know, and if you look back to the records from the 30s, I'm, I'm a history, mm -hmm. I'm a history buff. And you look, the current route of State Road 930 from Norms Point back over to where it meets 469. Right. That was the U.S. 30 bypass. Exactly. Back in the 30s. Yeah. They bypassed around Lincoln Highway. Yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting to think that yeah. even back almost 100 years ago, mm -hmm. they, they bypassed the downtown with that loop. Right. And then when they moved 24, so it didn't go downtown anymore. You know, things change. Well, don't, for those that don't remember, before 469 was opened, mm -hmm. Powers, Broadway, Lincoln Highway was US 24. And Rose. And Rose, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and Rose. Uh, and Lincoln Highway was State Route 14. Yeah. And the amount of truck traffic was just absolutely amazing. Yeah. I can remember on Friday nights being on Broadway, the old Lincoln National Bank mm -hmm. had a line out onto Broadway with people from Harvester and other places cashing their checks because right. you didn't use automatic deposit. Exactly. You didn't used to have ATM to get cash. Mm -hmm. uh, you had the trucks lining up that were on US 24. It was, oh yeah, it was a complete traffic mess. Uh, I, mean, I worked on Broadway at the Allen County Times, corner of Broadway and Hartzell Street. And it's amazing the thing back then, all the trucks right. that went down there that we don't have anymore, which, you know, it also is the reason we don't have to have Lincoln Highway four lanes anymore. And uh, downtown is a little bit quieter now, but we're hoping to keep building the businesses down there to get more people downtown. And that, that might be something you want to talk about, your plans for downtown. Well, we're, we're working on trails. We're going to be connecting the trail system out to Fields of Grace and Destination New Haven. The developer of Fields of Grace, Cardassos, they're, they're committed to not only 
building complexes and building out there, but connecting it to downtown. They want businesses like the Treon and Rats and Free Pals Pub and the rest of the businesses that are already here to benefit from what's coming in. So you're going to see a trail extension this year along Lincoln Highway from Green down to Minick. Last year, we connected, I call it the the Books to Donuts Trail uh, from New Haven Bakery down to the library. Mm -hmm. And we're going to continue that trail and then it's going to head south on Minick and eventually we'll connect in with Fields of Grace. So really exciting. You'll be able to walk, to jog, to ride your bike from Fields of Grace to downtown or the other way around as we Mm -hmm. continue to connect. Safely. Safety is the key. Yeah. Well, sure. We want to make sure we have safe passage. And, and again, we don't have the trucks. We don't have the cars. There's about 7,500 vehicles, the daily count on Lincoln Highway. There used to be 25,000. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't have the traffic it used to have back mm-hmm. when it was US 24. It was designed for 25,000 vehicles a day. The traffic isn't there. Right. So we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we repurpose that in a way that's best for the community and, and make, we want to make downtown available be coming back. I know I enjoyed that yeah. several times and I talked to a lot of people that did. So we want to make sure that not only are we growing, but we're reinvesting in the core, the heart of our community as well. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions that I always ask is what would you tell 18 year old Craig today? I'm not going to ask how old you are. I know you. But yeah, if you were 18 years old at 2024 and you were in New Haven, you, what would you tell Craig today? Mm, save more money for retirement. It, it doesn't look good when you're 18 to put $100 a week in a retirement account, but that, that would be one thing. Um, what about community service? What about giving back? Yeah, I, you know, I enjoy community service. You know, it's sometimes not, you don't get thanked a lot for it. Yeah, but none uh, of us do it for the facts. No, absolutely not. You know, same way with community associations, serving on those. Again, if you want something to happen, volunteer and serve. Don't just complain about it on social media because that just doesn't make anything happen other than make people mad. So we're always looking for volunteers, and I'm sure they could call you at any time and say they want to get on a list to volunteer. Oh, absolutely. Call Stacy or whoever. Absolutely. Always looking for people to volunteer. And yeah. that, that reminds me, it brings me back to a dear friend, Anderson and I, uh, Doug. Doug, yeah. Doug Geller, the city's first volunteer, volunteer coordinator. Yeah. Doug really influenced me to get involved with a lot of was, was Doug the same? Uh, yes. Doug talked me into running for council. Same. He, uh, he was the only person I ever had donate to my campaign. So he donated $100. So, so Doug donated $100 to my first campaign to get me started. And since then, I've been totally self-funded, so I, I kind of like to keep it that way. He's my only contributor in my political history. So one of my things I did in my first campaign for mayor, there's a, there's a Doug Geller bench at Canal Landing Park. Right. And I had my picture taken on that next to that plaque, and that, that was our thank you in yeah. our thank you post for being elected uh, was me sitting on that bench with the Doug Geller on there. Doug yeah. was a great, great man. Oh, I always thought it was, I, it makes me smile. What, what a per ambassador for a community where Bulldog is the mascot. Oh yeah. Because he used to wrinkle his nose. <laughs> he, he looked like a Bulldog. <laughs> People either loved him or hated him, and, but he always did what was right for the community. And I'll never forget at the state of the city, he won Bill Fritcher award. He was one of the first recipients. Yeah, he was. And he you and I and Terry Brian Yo. and Brian Yo took it to his house. And he, he didn't last much after that, but he was so proud to have received that. And we were so happy to get it to him while he was still alive. 
Yeah, I had the great honor of being one of his pallbearers at his funeral. Uh, Doug left a lasting impact on, he did. on me. And, and I think of, I think of Doug, uh, yeah. when I'm in the mayor's office and, uh, I hope Doug is looking down and, and happy about how I, New Haven is looking. I think he'd be thrilled with everything you've got done well, and do it. We're going to, we're going to continue on with that for sure. So question I always ask, I, I know you don't have a cat or dog now. Have you ever yeah. had a cat or a dog or are you a cat or a dog person? I'm a cat person. I always had cats growing up. And we had cats when Danny was young, um, but then after they passed, Jane never was a big animal person. I still miss it. Some, you know, it's always fun to go to somebody's house and pet their cat. And I like dogs too. They're just more maintenance. Cats you can kind of just let alone and they don't care. Well, I'm not sure Zelda is not going to be offended by what you just said. Well, Zelda's pretty low maintenance. Fairly low maintenance, yeah. Unless you leave her locked up in the room for more than an hour. Well, yeah, we, we generally don't do that. No. So, but a cat person for sure. Have you ever yeah. had a dog? No, never had a dog. Right. When we were growing up, we had a couple cats, and my mom took care of every other animal in the neighborhood. So raccoons, squirrels, possums, whatever, she fed everybody. And how close did you live to Village Woods Junior High? It was probably a quarter mile. Okay. Yeah, we walked. Did you grow up on? Shopper. Shopper. Okay. I grew up on Arlene, right okay. behind the library. Yeah. 2505 Shopper Drive. So for those that don't know Craig Dellinger, what, what would, what would you, what would you say? What, if somebody were first meet you, what would you like their impression to be of you? Well, I'm just a, I just say, I'm just a plain old happy citizen in New Haven. Glad to do what I can to help. We have a business that I always enjoy. I don't really even have any plans for retirement right now. And uh, it's just enjoyable living here. So speaking of joy, the clouds have cleared up. They have. We've got a view of the Pacific Ocean. We've got a view of the Lazy River and Pool at Alani. You want to mention a little bit why you guys decided to come here this year at the celebration that you're having? <laughs> sure. Last year we were at home watching the American Idol show. And we knew Steve and Jude had been here in February. And they were ranting about how wonderful it was. After we watched the show, we just decided, well, it's our 37th anniversary, Jane's birthday, and she'll be retiring on her birthday. And that was a week ago, Friday. So, uh, we decided, let's just do it. And for those that don't know Jane, the first lady of the third district, one of the kindest, sweetest people that I she, she is just a, a gracious, kind person. Yeah, I think so. Most of the time she's nice to other people. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good act. It's, She's been a registered nurse for her entire career. She took care of a lot of people and always, she always got great reviews from all of her patients. So, you know, one of the, the she's such a giving person. And I remember going to your house once and you a bunch of suitcases there. I, I love this story. Just, just simple, simplify how kind Jane is. Yeah. Jane likes the shop and we really don't need anything. So, talk about your. <laughs> Anytime there's a sale or she sees a deed, she'll go up in stock and she fills up our spare rooms with stuff and that takes it to the women's shelter or shepherd's house or any base house that needs it. Went you out with suitcases or it was for foster kids yeah. who didn't have any, you know, they were carrying their stuff around in yeah, bags. Yeah, bag, right? Yeah. And that's not dignity. No. So she bought, I don't know how many suitcases. I remember, you, there must have been a dozen in the living room. Yeah, there was. But, you know. It, it's a good way of giving back. Just so kind. And I yeah. think that example for the, the entire Dellinger family. Yeah. What should you do for the community? I mean, she's never been one for 
public service as far as getting in front of people and serving like that. But she does a lot behind the scenes. Well, just kind of your, your family is just very giving to the community and appreciate everything that you do. We have a little bit in common. I don't know, a dozen years or so. We, we were, we were just, we were chatting one day. Yeah. What's your, what's your mom's maiden name is? Yeah. We, who knows? We might be second. My mom's maiden name was Ben Michael. It's never, you just never yeah. know. And we never looked into it, but someday maybe. Well, there's a lot of McMichaels over in the Lima, Ohio area. Right. In, in, over and there. that's the area she was from. Yeah. So I'm sure somewhere along the line, there's lineage there. Yeah. It might be 54th cousin or something. But... There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Craig, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for joining me today on New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve. Thank you. It's been and, a pleasure. Any final words that you'd like to add? I think we need to hit the swimming pool. I think it'd be a great day for Mai Tai or a mojito and, and the beach. Absolutely. And then Valentine's Day dinner. For sure. We all record on, on Valentine's Day. It, it is a beautiful Valentine's Day. And uh, taking a little time away from our spouses to be able to record this for, for Aaron on WNAE 101.3F. You know, I guess as I sit here, uh, I could just see us 15, 20 years from now having a cup of coffee and having yeah. a conversation just like this. And that's the whole purpose of this show. It's not about politics. It's right. not about confrontation. It's just getting to know those people in New Haven yeah. that are newsmakers. Yeah. Like we've said before, I'm not the guy who stands in front of the cameras all the time, but I'm usually the guy behind the camera. But I enjoy doing whatever I can to help the community. So well, it's the guy that has to stand in front of the camera on behalf yeah. of the city. Yeah. Often, uh, you know, it's not always a great place to be. No. I, I enjoy one of one of the leaders and one of the representatives of yeah, such you, a great community. You get the most grief. Council doesn't get beat up too much. Occasionally, it's, it's usually the bear's fault for trades and everything else. You know what? It's a very, very small percentage it of the population. And it what is. people don't see is the number of people that come to me on when I'm walking down Broadway mm -hmm. and, and thank me for yeah. everything the city is doing and tell me how happy they are with the direction that we're going and that we're right. getting roads fixed and we're getting new fit. And, and yeah. predominantly, the attitude and, and the message has been keep doing what you're doing. Right. And uh, yeah, if, if you just look at social media, a couple of those community pages, you might think that everybody in the world is upset about what's going on. I can tell you from what people tell me on the street, that's not the case. At right. And if they knew how many hours you spent talking to the train people and legend grocery store, they might appreciate it more, but. Well, we're yeah. here in paradise and I worked about four hours this week right. before we came down. Right. You know, but it's my honor to serve and, and change wouldn't change it. This, this is about Craig Dellinger. This is not yeah. about Steve McLean. No, no. But I'm also proud and I want to thank my people back at the shop because I told them that I wouldn't be happy if I got any calls or emails this week. And so far they have a perfect record. So. Well, that's fabulous. And that's, that's amazing. Exa that's exactly, you know, the way that you hope it would be, yeah. right? They're handling things and I'm still looking at emails and the customers are all happy so far. So they're doing a great job and it's a learning experience for them. Well, it's great to disconnect every once in a while. Yeah. And my goal for the next five years or so is to work on the business, building the business, not what you would say working in the business, just taking orders and, you know, customer service as much as building new business. That, so. that sounds cryptic for you're going to be golfing with Bob Bird. Well, yeah, Bob's another one of those guys that does so much for the community. Every single event he's there, every chamber event, um, he and his 
Sue is such a wonderful person and uh, Bob's just carrying it on. No, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Bob as a guest on New Haven Newsbreakers yeah. soon as yeah. well. He'll be great. Well, Craig, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. It, it has been a pleasure spending time in Hawaii with you the last week or so. Yeah. It's been a pleasure collaborating with you over the last dozen or so years to try to make New Haven a better place. From the Community Foundation to serving on Planning Commission and Redevelopment Commission and everything. It's been a joy being your friend and mm -hmm. being able to collaborate with you. Likewise. I appreciate him standing up and taking on the bear role. <laughs> that it's hard to get people to volunteer anymore for political office because you're going to get beat up. But you have to be strong. And, and I, I think our entire administration and New Haven team is in great position right now and look forward to the future. Well, I think the future is bright, and the future is bright because of great people like you in the community. Craig Delwiner, thank you for joining us today. You've been listening to New Haven Newsmakers with Mayor Steve on WNG 101.3 Aloha. New Haven Newsmakers is underwritten by Rack and Helen's Bar and Grill, located in downtown New Haven. 1127 Services is wholly responsible for the content of New Haven Newsmakers. No taxpayers' monies was used in the production of New Haven Newsmakers.